So Michael Bloomberg has $54 billion. Now, I cannot imagine because I've watched others go through it. I mean, there is nothing that will talk you out of running for president faster than following somebody around the country who's running for president. It is a nightmare. It's a hard life. Oh, it's not only it's not only just a hard <laughs> life of, you know, waking up into cities you don't know where you're at and and just nonstop over and over again. It's just so dishonest and dirty with the press and just awful. I hated it. Yeah, I mean, uh, just because you're going mm. from city to city, but they're not like it's not like glamorous travel, right? Like you're traveling uh, back roads to little halls where you're talking to 40 people and and you go and go and go and you give the same speech over and over and over and over and over and over again. If you mess up one little thing, it's all over the world. If you do everything right, no one notices. You know, it is really a, you know, and you're going in and out of like every back room and they've got like, you know, three-day-old danishes, and that's what you're eating. And Yeah, there's nothing uh, that not... will cure you from hotel food <laughs> oh. faster than going in the back way of hotels. We do that all the time, and I can name the hotels that I still am comfortable eating at. Mm. You walk through the back uh, kitchens and the back hallways, and they are nasty, nasty. And I will say a lot of these people are used to the kind of the nice life, right? Yeah. And then they go to Iowa, and they're staying at like a Holiday Inn. You know, remember we stayed at the place where they, were, they had the pancake printer? I loved that. In the lobby where you that just the best. You just pressed a button and a Screw pancake the popped four out. seasons. Oh, God. They don't have a pancake printer. I loved that hotel. I, I love that thing. I want one of them in my house. It was a Holiday Inn Express, if I'm not wrong. I think it, it was. was. And it legitimately, you just pressed a button and, a, and it like in about 40 seconds, a pancake popped out. It was a nice, hot, fantastic. Delicious pancake. I want one in my house. Uh, why I don't mean, we have one holiday, on set? No, a Holiday Inn Express. I want one <laughs> in my house. <laughs> so it is, it's a different life from these, you know politicians that are used to nice hotels in washington dc and they're yeah. traveling all over the country getting nice speeches and everything else that and goes they, away for these terms. the one thing i did notice that while you're on on campaign is you do get to see america you know that's the one thing that the electoral college ensures mm-hmm. these people have to go out to the farmlands they have to go out to places and spend a lot of time with people who would never be in their circle. Never. No. And it's really good. Do you ever see Hillary Clinton at any state fair? Any state fair. <laughs> no. Right. Never. Never. I don't think she'd allow her private jet to fly over one. Right. Right. Uh, no, people stink down there. No. <laughs> uh, so it, it requires them, because of the Electoral College, to go into places where they would never, ever go and really have to spend time living the life that they live. And I think that's healthy in some ways. Oh, it's, I think it's definitely healthy. Yeah. But it's not something that if I have Michael Bloomberg money, no, I'm interested in, for in participating in. I mean, Steyer's doing this. Now, Steyer does not have Bloomberg money. He has a couple billion dollars, oh. which is not, you know, nothing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's basically it's You remember basically when a poverty. billion dollars yeah. meant something? It's basically poverty level right. is what we're yeah. talking about. right. Uh, For the Democrats, yeah, kind of, yes. <laughs> uh, but he is, and by the way, his ad spending has taken a nosedive the last uh, few days. It's, mm. and, uh, people are starting to wonder whether Steyer's decided, eh, maybe this is not going to happen. Uh, we, you know, Maybe my money is not going to be able to buy this election, which of course is what conservatives have been saying forever. That's not the way it works. Plus, he's out. He's totally outshined by Bloomberg anyway mm-hmm. on, on that front, so mm-hmm. he's in, he's 
he's in trouble. But Steyer has been actually going to these early states and trying to campaign. And that's not something, even if I have Tom Steyer money that I'm interested in. Now, if I've got Bloomberg money, there's no way I'm doing it. Now, Bloomberg Well, one is, way to get Bloomberg money is mm-hmm. to be the president of the United States. As soon as you're president of the United States, except for Donald Trump, you watch. Donald Trump's not going to be out making all these speeches and, you know, giving all these uh, because yeah. he's not in the popular crowd. It's true. He'll still do well, I think. Afterwards. No, he will, and he but well not before. like, I mean, look. Do you remember when the Obamas were like, we still have student debt? Yeah. And then they like, just bought a 11 or $15 million house on Martha's Vineyard eight years later. That's a pretty decent eight years. Yeah. Netflix is like, here, take a billion dollars to make documentaries or whatever they're doing with that. I mean, it's so it's just a payment. It is. Right? It's just a it payment. Is. It is. Um, with Bloomberg money, though, you don't have to care about that. You don't care what your life is like afterwards. Your life is set. He's got $52, $54 billion. Uh, he's the ninth richest man in the world already. That's a different level than even a Tom Steyer. Right? So like what that. do you do? All of a sudden, you wake up and you find out that you're related to Michael Bloomberg. He just died of, you know, SARS or whatever. Uh, that Chinese thing. SARS. <laughs> He's got that Chinese thing. Okay. I don't know how the Chinese keep getting sick. They all wear surgical masks. <laughs> how do you keep getting sick? There's a chicken and an egg issue here you might <laughs> really, want to consider. It's yeah. like you're all wearing surgical masks mm-hmm. all the time. The sickness may come from the surgical mask. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, you know, what do you, what do you do if you are, if you, if, if he dies, you're, he's your rich uncle, you're the only relative to Michael Bloomberg and he's left you $54 billion. You don't even call me to say I'm not coming in. You never, I mean, you might see my face on television if I get unlucky, but yes, you're right. I don't even call. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe I have someone. We wouldn't, no, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to amend that. Until you actually got the money, you would be coming in every day and you wouldn't tell a soul. No way would I tell No one would know. Your best friends wouldn't know. Your wife Mm -hmm. probably wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. You would just be Mm -hmm. totally silent. Then you'd have it. Once you had the money, Mm -hmm. ghost. Oh, yeah. To to a lot of people, you know. I mean, maybe I'd give you a call just to kind of laugh. You know, now the kids would come along. Kids would come along. Kids would come along. But, but would they be with the help now? Well, of course, someone's yeah. got to take care of them. <laughs> not going to be me. I got fifty-four billion dollars. Right? Okay, I got it. I got it. Yeah, I'm sure. not going to be working anymore. Right. Um, be patting them on the head. Nice to see you guys. Mm-hmm. Night, night. Now, of course, my first call I, would not be to you or my wife or anybody else, but Jeffrey Lurie, owner of the Philadelphia Eagles, and of course, that would be immediately purchased for any price. Uh, so I probably out about. I mean, it's, it's valued at three billion. He's not going to sell it to me at three billion Why? because. Well, because because I mean, why he could sell to anybody for three billion dollars, and he's not selling it, right? So I don't have, have to go have through to the overpay. NFL thing. Oh yeah, they'd approve yeah. me certainly. They would not approve you. Oh, they would. They no, they, they would hate you because you were. Aren't you the guy who worked with Glenn Beck? No, I've destroyed. Uh, you know what? No, <laughs> you have fifty-four billion dollars. You I'll could spend change a billion that. erasing you from the planet, so no one knows I ever knew you. <laughs> but yeah, what happened to my studios? They were here yesterday. <laughs> There's a new apartment building where my radio studio was. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, so if you own something that's worth three billion dollars and you can sell it at any time. Like, you have nice things, right? You could sell those things for the, whatever their market value is. You don't do that because you're valuing that thing more than the market does, right? 
Um, you know, I have uh, like if I've got. So a- how much are you willing to pay for the Philadelphia Eagles at a fifty four billion dollars? How much are you willing to give up? I mean, well, let's just say you're going to negotiate. But what is what's it worth? John Huntsman taught me this. John mm-hmm. Huntsman, senior. Mm hmm. Never pay more, not than what it's worth. Never pay more than what it's worth and what it's worth to, to you. you. Right. That's in- very important. Right. Um, I, mean, 54... I think he meant that that number should always be lower. <laughs> oh, really? Because I think yeah. it's certain things I would value more than others, right? That's what the market is. So I would value the Philadelphia Eagles certainly more than well, almost was, anyone. Right. But he was talking about he was talking about business. Remember, it's mm-hmm. it's still business. Like. I asked him one time, when does a Gulfstream jet ever make sense economically? And he said, oh, it never does. Now, he's like a billionaire. Yeah. Never does. Then why did you get one? Because my time with my family is more valuable than right. the money. Okay? Exactly. Right. Right. Like, I mean, I, there's never a, a, a way of, you know, a vacation is worth paying for it. Any vacation. It's mm. not worth it financially mm-hmm. however right. you're buying an experience you're buying something you right. enjoy. so you're buying a two four six eight billion dollar experience with the eagles well first of all it's going to generate lots of uh, uh revenue uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. however yeah i i mean you start getting north of 10 billion i start getting a little nervous probably nervous you have 54 billion don't tell jeffrey Lurie this because if i do get the 54 billion he's going to have a very good negotiating wow. position uh however like yeah i want it it's and I'll pay any price, basically, right? I mean, first of all, I only need to get fifty-one percent of it, so I mean, I might even be able to, maybe be able to skimp a little. I can't think of anything that I would pay a billion dollars for. That would mean so much to me that I would. I mean, I mm-hmm. would start like, for instance, I could see myself starting a town, going out someplace, yeah. doing what Walt Disney did, what he tried to do with Epcot, and say Nevada. I want this property sure. and it's mine. I can build whatever I none of your little rules. I'm gonna build a capitalist John Galt kind of town. That's and cool. We're gonna experiment. I could do that, but I can't think of a thing or an entity that I would want. You wouldn't buy uh, you know, dis- some Disney property that you want or you, they I mean- would never sell it to me. And it would be much more than $54 billion. Yeah. That's, well, I mean, yeah. Like, Maybe I, well, the no, Space I mean, Needle only just to spite all of the people in Seattle that are crazy. <laughs> because they could I, never, <laughs> right? They could, as long as I keep the elevator up at the top, they could never grapple up. Yeah. You know, so they, I could, I'd be safe. I would, you know what I would do? I'd put Crisco on the legs of the Space Needle. So you're just basically being Rapunzel? Is that, is that your basically, story? Basically, but I never come down. <laughs> and then get, I electrify the roof, mm-hmm. and I electrify the little thing that goes around the Space Needle. So if you're trying to skydive in, you're trying to, and you have to look at me all the time. I'm in every picture you want, because I have the Space Needle. And so I'm there every time just pissing you off and maybe pissing on you from time to time. <laughs> you know, if it's raining, really, is it? Does it rain all the time in Seattle or is it that done back pissing oh, on no. us from the Space Needle, which he just bought? It might be that. Find out how much that's worth. I'm going to go to Nathan in uh, Virginia, who was at the rally yesterday. Hello, Nathan. Welcome to the program. Hey, how's it going, Glenn? Good. Thank you so much for holding, especially through all of our nonsense. Wow. You know, there was a lot of blah, 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 but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Look, I love you guys and all that, but listen, yesterday was nothing but a peaceful grouping of people. Yeah, in together. Virginia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was great, left, wasn't it? The left tried to scare us away from coming to that event, and I don't appreciate that at all. Mm-hmm. And, what Gov- and what Governor Northam has been doing and what he's been up to, um, I'm proud to see that most of the people at the event were, are you still listening? Did you hang up? No, we're still here. I'm not listening, but we're still here. A little insecure there. Yeah. (laughs) Boy, a little hostile, too, Nathan. I mean, I know we made you wait a long time. This is the same Nathan that got in trouble for, like, will impeach Trump, you know. I don't remember that. On this show? Yes, on that show. Man, it happened back in the day. You know, remember remember those days. No, I don't. But now that you bring it up, now I'm more likely to hang up on you. (laughs) Am I supposed to be mad at you? Am I still mad at you, or...? No, we. I actually I called you and asked you to forgive me. Oh, I remember oh, that call. Okay, yeah. I remember, remember you, Nathan. Ones, I remember yeah. that mm-hmm. one. That oh, was a good one. That? Anyways, yeah. look, man. Look, I'm just saying. Yesterday was a success. Yeah. all around. <laughs> it was. We had the LGBTQXYZ LMNOP community there, mm-hmm. and we talked to them, and we were civil with them, and they were civil with us, and they had the same worry that we had. Isn't that great? We had, we had the Asians. We had blacks. It wasn't, there was no need. Did you have the whites? I'm Jewish. Uh, well, obviously we had the whites. Going okay, yeah, the whites. Okay, I just want to make sure you had all the colors. Yeah, they called them rednecks and neo-Nazis and all sorts of yeah. terrible things. And that that's not what was there, actually. It was just a, lo- a lot of Americans coming and taking maybe a holiday from work because it was Martin Luther King Day and I- using it towards what we're trying to do here and that's to get america back to the constitution nathan i appreciate your phone call i'm glad that you went out there thank you for the update i I will tell you that i was really proud of i was proud of america i was proud of virginians yesterday it's what i expected nobody in the press expected that but that's exactly what i expected and it was good to see americans being americans you even cleaned up after yourself. People brought garbage bags. The place, as always, was left cleaner than it was when they got there in the morning. Hey, I'd just like to start a new segment. I don't know if we could do this every day or maybe even more than once a year, but um, the new segment is Not All People Suck. And I think this oh, is it's not more than once a year. Obviously, this I is, know, so it's an I annual, know, biannual. It might be uh, every. You know, we'll find one and we save it for the presidential election years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So once every right. four years. Yeah, once every four just years. Like the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> we we'll trot out a good story. <laughs> we got a good story about mm-hmm. people that make you go. You know, not everybody sucks. Okay. So this is a story about Howard Kirby. Now Howard was living in uh, Owasso, Michigan. I don't even, mm-hmm. I don't even, okay, Owasso, I get a real name if you're a town. Anyway, um, <laughs> he purchased at the Habitat for Humanity Restore, he purchased a couch and an ottoman, and he brought it home, and it was just for his man cave, and he was sitting in it, and he was like really uncomfortable, and he was, you know, saying, geez, man, this this is, the ottoman is just really uncomfortable, it doesn't feel at all like the like the couch, and so his daughter says, let me, let me look at it. And so she found a zipper on it, and she unzipped it. And inside, uh, they discovered stacks of $100 bills. 
Okay? Nice. Now, it's not, not Michael Bloomberg money, mm-hmm. but it's sweet money. Okay. Okay. Now, I want to I ask, remember, the name of this is Not All People Suck, but we know that most do. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so, the first stop on the most do train is if you found... Uh, forty three thousand one hundred and seventy dollars in a couch you just bought, possession nine tenths of the law. This was a yeah, you didn't steal couch. it. You didn't steal it. Mm-hmm. They sold it to you. It was in there. It didn't belong to Habitat for Humanity. They had it. They supposedly went over it. You know, make sure it was good, and they sold it to me. What do you do with the forty three thousand dollars? What is the thing that you do? What's my public position? What is that? What you're asking? No, what's your real okay. position? Um. I mean, I think I would be tempted. Oh, I'll be so tempted, but I wouldn't do it. Pocket the forty three thousand yeah. dollars, but I think I probably get tempted, and then eventually make yeah. a call to the place I bought it and say, "Hey." Oh, see, I would be tempted to pocket the forty three thousand, but then I'd know I'd blow it all uh, quickly, so I would actually make the call and and uh, set up a time to bring it to the bank. <laughs> to put, no, no, I would do, <laughs> I would do exactly the same thing. I think yeah, I, would, I, I, think would, I would. I would be really tempted, but I couldn't live with myself. And I, it would be it would be almost blood money. It'd be couch money. Because yeah, you'd wonder what the story was. Yeah. Behind it. I will say I would definitely exploit it for the most attention and positive. Oh my gosh! Like, yeah, I, I would, would be like, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a tiny great Tim. I'm just am, basically a great person. I am tiny Tim mm-hmm. here. Uh, I want everybody to look at uh, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. That would I'm be, tiny Tim. I would change my license plate to look at me. Yeah. After yeah. doing yeah. this, because I'd want everyone to know what a great person mm-hmm. I was, and mm-hmm. I would do it just for personal gain. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, I might as well just keep the money. I'm doing I might just have my, anyway. my personal campaign would be who's better than me, and my license plate would just read "Not you, not you." Okay, so <laughs> so anyway, so he's he biblical, right? Yeah, the, the, oh, yeah okay, of course okay. it is. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. It's in the Bible someplace. It's mm-hmm. all in the Bible. We're still in Bible country. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, so Kirby buys this place. You know, buys his couch from this you know secondhand Habitat for Humanity thing, and. Uh, you know the guys that are working there. They're not getting rich. He calls up and says, hey, you know that couch you sold me? Yes. I found $43,000 in the couch. Now, you're working at the Habitat for Humanity place, and you know that most people suck, mm-hmm. and you don't really see a future. You know, you're working selling used couches. Yeah. What do, second question? What do you do when somebody calls and says, "Hey, I have this forty three thousand dollars"? <laughs> right. Do you know who it belongs to? Because you're you're opening up my mind to a lot of possibilities. Yeah, here. my answer is yes. I do know who it belongs to. Yes, just bring it to Just me, bring it to me, and I'll and take care I, of it. I will right. deliver it mm-hmm. to the person. Which because I am only saying that because I know. You're going to start a campaign of who's better than me, and your license plate is going to be not you. <laughs> right. So there's also, but, and we should explore this a little bit too. There's the thought that you call up the Habitat for Humanity and you say, "Hey, I found an ottoman with thirty six thousand four hundred dollars in it." So Kirby passes two tests. Yeah. For people that don't suck, because he could easily have just said a lower number. And, yeah. Although we could say there could have been fifty k in there. And he was and only saying 41, so we don't know for so sure. So he might suck a little bit. Maybe. He might suck. But still, overall, pretty yeah, good guy. Pretty good guy. And then the Habitat for Humanity person, mm-hmm. I guess if you're working at Habitat for Humanity, you're, you're probably, probably more likely person. to be a good person. Either that or you're a washed-out wino, you know, and then Habitat for Humanity is like, 
we got to have somebody. I mean, we're at 3.9% unemployment rate. Who do we get? Right. And some guy's like, hello, your couches. <laughs> and you're like, you want to work here? Right. Okay. Okay, so the All Habitat right. for but Humanity person say, could have easily said, though, yeah. I know who it is. Bring right. it in. We'll get it to them. You're a really good person. You know what? Keep $100 because you're such a good person. <laughs> and then you keep the right. Then you keep it. But he didn't do that either. Hmm. He actually knew who sold them the couch. So he called her. And he said, was there anything in that couch of yours? Now, somebody calls me. I think maybe there's a, I don't know, a dead heroin addict that, you know, was stuffed into the couch that I didn't know of. Oh, or, right, right. You know, there's SARS, which <laughs> just killed Michael Bloomberg, apparently. Uh, and he left all of his money to some radio guy. Uh, so I don't, you know, I'm thinking, wow, what's, what's wrong? I should train myself to think money might be in that couch. So the answer is money. That's what you should say. Anybody says, hey, you know that chair or that couch or that picture frame that you sold me? Yeah. Yeah. Did you, what do you know about that? I made a huge mistake. It was worth a lot of money. Uh, it was given to me my, by my great, great, great grandmother. So glad you called. I've been panicked. So glad I've yeah. been panicked. Why? What did you find? I think that's the right way. To, right. It's like uh, it's like Ghostbusters. If if someone asks if you're a god, you say yes. Yes, right. That's, yes, that's what you do. <laughs> it's exactly right. <laughs> it's exactly right. So let's just keep that in case some in case anybody finds money or the Declaration of Independence. It's behind something that you sold at a garage sale. Mm-hmm. Just they call and say, "Hey, what did you know about that?" You say, "Oh my gosh, did you find it? Please tell me it's still all there." That's how you answer that question. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Please tell me it's all still there. Yes. Okay. That's the right answer. Oh, whew, I'm so glad. Oh, I don't want to tell you. Wait, wait. Because if they say, well, what is it? Oh, I, I, wait. If you didn't find it, I don't think we should talk about it. But yeah. I do need it back. Right. I desperately need it so back. So it's easy to do that. Mm-hmm. So this woman didn't do that mm. when they call her. Now, she's the third person. And she's like, well, that was my father's couch. Uh, and I just sold it. And I gave it to Habitat f- for Humanity. She didn't say it was hers. So all the way down the line, you go, well, that guy's dead. So I guess that money's mine. Mm -hmm. None of them did that. They returned the $43,000 to the original woman. It was her father's. He apparently was like, I don't trust the banks, Mm -hmm. which I agree with. (laughs) But I tell my children where the money is before (laughs) I kick it. Uh, and, uh, And so apparently he put his all of his money uh into the into the couch either that or this story has a really bad ending that he was some like mob guy and he right. was keeping drug money in the couch but let's not but go again there. this title is not everyone doesn't suck it's right. that some, some people, people don't, don't suck. suck so it still would work yeah though i think there's a there's an opportunity here first of all if you're the daughter and you've donated this to habitat for humanity isn't the right thing to do to donate the money to habitat for humanity and isn't it habitat humanity for humanity's uh, position mm-hmm. you know what we sold it and hey you you got it and if we told you comes as is mm-hmm. and as is had forty three thousand dollars in it and you know we wouldn't have helped you if you found you know sars in it with a dead junkie yeah <laughs> So, so, well, I think so. I guess it's yours. The way the way this along should, with the dead junkie. What happens to the money though? Because the way this should end is they split it three ways, 
Right, that's the way this should end. Where like the guy who tuned it in gets a nice no. reward, no. Habitat for Humanity gets a donation, and the person who didn't even know she had the money gets a big chunk of extra money. That's exactly what Solomon would say to those three. Let's cut cut the baby. Well, let's cut the baby in <laughs> thirds. You each take a third. Right. And that's when somebody like me says, Solomon, no, no, no. Guys, the right thing to do is give the money to me. <laughs> the fourth person? The fourth person. Who <laughs> wasn't even involved? No. No. I, it was my money originally. And your dad stole it from me. Exactly right. <laughs> he was a bastard. He was a bad, bad man. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to spend half of the money advertising. What a horrible person So this is, depending on if you count me or not, this is three out of four or three out of five people <laughs> aren't all bad. I have another good story for you. Do you like another good story? You have two positive stories in the same day. I do. I do. I do. This is fascinating. I'm yeah. skipping over uh, the laziest states in America. Are you skipping over the 45-year-old man caught with child pornography and said he identifies an eight, as an 8-year-old girl? Only because I want to hit that one tomorrow. That okay. one's worth a lot of discussion. Yes, yeah, it is. Uh, and I am skipping man high on meth fights off 15 police officers while masturbating. That's a double. That's, that's a that's a that's a double tasker. Like you, that you're, is, you're multitasking in I a mean, serious way. I don't want that skill, but that's a skill. That is a skill. That's a skill. That's, an that's like a the, you know I don't know at least circus level performance of some sort. It's a good. It seemed like a good pre workout. Yeah, as well, I don't. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's the meth thing. So it's really not a skill. He's probably not as good as at that. <laughs> Not hey, you think that. he just naturally was going around well, beating up 15 people while I masturbating? I read that and I didn't think about it. Mm. Yeah, well, it could be. I mean, we learned people suck. Mm. All right, here's a good story. 104-year-old Marine Corps veteran, 104. He served in World War II, injured at the Battle of Iwo Jima. He lives in California now, and he has a lifetime of scrapbooks. He's kept all kinds of stuff. He's 104. He says, I save everything. I'm saving little things that have come up until right now as a personal part of my history. His mementos include a purple heart uh, for surviving Iwo Jima. Um, gee, and that's it. That's, that's all they, huh. So the rest of his mementos must suck mm-hmm. because okay. he's got one, he's that's, got one mentioned in, mm. that's mentioned in there. Here's what he wants. He's 104 years old. He wants Valentine's Day cards. And so he wants uh, to receive a bunch of Valentine's Day cards. So I think, I mean, when I say we, it's like the royal we. I'm not going to do it, but I think we should do this. (laughs) Okay. Operation Operation Valentine, uh, just uh, attention. Major Bill White, the Oaks at Inglewood. 6725 Inglewood Avenue, Stockton, California, uh, 95207. I think that's great. That's cool. I like that. A a very... uh... Love to see that guy just, well, not covered in Valentine's because he would probably die. He's 100 and... He'll be 105. I mean, is this one of those... Because you would think in a big moment like this and you have this last sort of request as you're getting older, you want to... You might go Christmas. You might go Easter. You might go... Valentine's Day is it just because it's the closest one? 
Maybe. You know, you're just Could like, be. okay, I want to get a bunch of cards, and Valentine's Day's <laughs> around the corner. And I may be gone by you know, knows, Easter. 105 years yeah, old. 105. Uh, maybe, maybe. Be Either sensitive. that or Valentine's Day. You know, you're 105. I'm, I'm guessing that, you know, you haven't had a sweetheart send you something for at least 10 years. Let's say, you know, most people, you know, 95, that's a, so at least 10 years. Could be dating younger, you know. Maybe my yeah. 30-year-old sweetheart. I mean, love is, you know, age is a number. Doesn't sound like he has um, a lot of money. Mm. And love does trans, uh, transcend all, except being poor, I think. <laughs> poor people can't fall in love. No, poor people can <laughs> fall in love. But 105-year-old men don't necessarily attract a lot of 30-year-old uh, women. Unless they happen to be <laughs> like the... the Very wealthy. What, what was the the woman who had the reality show? She was in Playboy, Blonde, and a Nicole Smith. Yeah. Right? Yes. That, that situation. Exactly right. Like, it, maybe if you're 105 if and you're, you're that guy... you're that guy, then you might have somebody like that is like, hey, I don't even know if he's going to make it to Valentine's Day, so there's not a lot of work. I'd it's possible. Out. He's it's asleep possible. by 2.30 in the afternoon. And he gets up at noon, mm-hmm. so which sounds fantastic. <laughs> right, I gotta be I honest. I put a with video that on. I just made a video of of me, you know, from like when I was grown up, and he sat there and talked to the TV for an hour and a half. He thought it was me sitting there. I don't mm. even have to show up for this. You sucked some of the sweetness out of the story. <laughs> <laughs> a a little bit, a yeah. little bit, a little bit. In the presentation, I don't know if it was detectable to the audience. I think this is but, really uh, cool. Get your kids to do this. <laughs> Operation Valentine. We'll post the uh, website. I'll just uh, I'll tweet it out. Uh, Bill Major Bill White, Oaks at Inglewood, sixty-seven twenty-five Inglewood, Stockton, California.